Hello guys and welcome, it's Behind the Bunker. It is Monday night, thank you guys for tuning in. My name is Todd Ansich. Um, no Gavin Sharma tonight. No Josh Zuby Zabrikis tonight. Just Joe and I. It's just me, Todd, and my Tiger Stripe hoodie uh, for you to enjoy the show. I thought because we had an absence of Josh and Zuby, I thought I would bring someone that's almost as notable and a dignitary to the show is my Tiger Stripe hoodie or anyone's Tiger Stripe hoodie. For those of you that have one and those of you that don't, wish you had one. So either way, everyone, it's a win-win situation for everybody. Well, and don't forget, we also promoted Matt tonight. I am here. You're right. <laughs> Matt's here. <laughs> so he's good. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll have a little bit of a little bit of Matt chatting. We also have the phone number, as you can see here. One nine two nine eight hundred two zero seven five. We will take some phone calls tonight, as uh, we don't have Gavin and Josh. Um, yeah. So if you guys are wanting to be a part of the show, definitely let us know. Tonight we're talking about: Is it actually uh, that important to get paintball into the Olympics? And uh, people have been talking about it for years. Want to get your opinion? We're going to watch the live chat as well as uh, all your uh, comments on social media. Speaking of social media, I saw this today. This is going to be something I'm going to watch tomorrow. Heroines. The Heroines, rather. If you go over to Planet Eclipse Facebook page, you can see this. This is a paintball documentary part one. I uh, don't know much about it. I'm going to try to watch it this week so we can chat about it over the next uh, couple of weeks. Big news for Canadian citizens. Uh, you guys have had this before if you're overseas and possibly in the States. No, we're getting it before the Americans. Oh, it's before the States even yeah, gets we're them. Getting, I ta- I talked ah. to, I talked to Chris at EG in the States. <laughs> we, are, we are getting that before the Americans have it. So pretty nice. cool. Nice. That's pretty exciting. So suck on it, Americans. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> it's Crap. the first time we actually get something. And this is dangerous. No, it's not. Don't. It's not. It's just a little <laughs> knock pop. on. Yeah, no. It's just a little something, something. Uh, so, what are you asking? What is an MK Thunderflash? Well, I took the liberty of downloading a quick video from Enola Gay. Have a quick look at this, and we'll chat about it. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, what that is, is uh, like a flashbang, if you will. And uh, yeah, we're pretty excited here in Canada. We don't normally get all the fun stuff. We're not even allowed to have the Enola Gay exploding paint grenades. Yeah, paint grenades. I call them exploding. They're not really, but they, they are. Um, so this is pretty exciting. I'm, 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 yeah, I'm pretty happy to, uh, to see this. Um, speaking of happy to see you guys, it's nice to see Lisa Weber, everybody in the chat, uh, Bricktop in the chat. Rick, if I would have known that uh, you would have been on tonight with uh, Gavin and uh, Zubioff, we could have had you on the show tonight. Uh, Gavin is Gavin says his meeting is going better than this program. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, welcome to the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Let's see what else we have in the news. Um, oh, also, we're going to do a little bit of Prices Right later on. And I wanted to show you this. You guys can You guys can chew on this. What do you think this is selling for right now? And uh, this is, uh, you guys can post up in your live, in the live comments and see what you guys think. But it's an uh, Adrenaline Lux TM40. It's the Prism, Prism uh, pattern. And it has both the mechanical and the electric uh, grip frame for it. Curious to see what you guys think in the live chat. This is not sold yet. It is still for sale. There is uh, 25 people watching this ad by the way so you know it's going to sell at some point elliot darno says he's thinking 4k bricktop says too much yeah uh there we go um uh, yeah gavin is co-hosting zuby's show tonight uh what's, what's <laughs> says zuby, george what's, hey what's zuby's show called um beyond the bunker i think is what he called is it, it. Beyond? Yeah, i'm not sure i'm not sure 
Uh, Dan Hardy, forty-five ninety-nine. Joe, do you have any guesses on this one? Dan Cut- or Lee Cuddle says a dollar ninety-nine. Um, I think it's going to be like thirty-one. Yeah, Lefty PB or in uh, sorry, Lefty B, nineteen eighty-nine in the YouTube chat says thirty-five hundred. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gavin says his, it's called the Kraut Podcast. He's on the Krautcast Network. Krautcast. So this is being listed for $7,500, which is 24 easy payments of $360. Holy cow. Maybe this is another ad that we need to watch and see if anybody sells, uh, if they actually sell this. Uh, Paintball Extravaganza, ladies and gentlemen. Big news from Paintball Extravaganza. Joe and I will be there. And that happens just in a couple of weeks. Yes, February 28th to March 2nd. It's held at the Avante Palms. Gavin will say that. Avante Palms uh, Resort and Conference Center in Orlando, Florida. About a 15-minute drive from Disney. There is not a free shuttle bus from the airport to, to the Avante Palms, but you can get there by shuttle bus or by Uber or by renting a small passenger vehicle to get yourself there but we Todd and I will be there taking in the sights and sounds of extravaganza 2023 uh, getting little tidbits of information hopefully um, the field will open at some point in our lifetime and we'll be able to put what we learn to good use yeah yeah and also birthday university is coming back special training being held on Monday the 27th so if you want to get there a day earlier uh, definitely worth attending the birthday university uh, I don't know any paintball field that tell that, that could tell me that they don't cater to birthday groups. So that would be a great benefit. Speaking of a benefit, head on down to Full to Gap and get uh, signed up at fulltogap.com November 3rd to 5th. That happens at uh, Command War Games Decision. Uh, is that what they still call that field? I guess so, yeah. And uh, thank you to Eric Engler for putting that one on. Frank Connell says, I hope you guys are staying warm. It's actually above freezing. It's, um, what was it, 8 degrees today? So 8 and 8 is 16 plus 32 is 48 degrees here. It was not bad at all today. Yeah, nice to see, Frank. How are you, sir? Um, I'm curious to know where you get all your... I, I periodically go on Facebook and I see your 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 trailer. Do you make them or do you, do you just did you just buy a fancy trailer? I just went through... Uh, looking for something used and i want it like a like a show trailer that has like a vending window i've been looking all over for some fancy trailers and they're all way overpriced um john jones sent this in he said uh joe would like this (laughs) what is it (laughs) living in time order get your uh get get them now for halloween oh look at those those are cool i want those for my day-to-day three centimeters of padding they could be uh they could be your your cleats yeah yeah um, all right, so here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start the show. We have your topic to talk about tonight, which is uh, we're going to talk about the Olympics. Does paintball really need to be in the Olympics? Uh, what's the benefits? Will they actually help us out? Um, we're going to watch you guys in the live comment sections on both YouTube and Facebook. So if you want to put your answer in, you can definitely do that. We do have a live phone number, Matt. Sorry. Uh, we can put it on the screen there. If you guys want to call in and give your opinions, we can try to take your calls tonight as well. Um, vault? Let's so, watch the vault. How about that? Oh, yeah. You want to do that while we're collecting our thoughts? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good Good idea. So here, here you go, ladies and gentlemen. This is Joe's weekly vault section. When we come back, we'll get right into the topic. It's uh, Joe from Flaggers here with another segment from The Vault where we go back in history, back in the early days of paintball. So you something's kind of old, something's kind of cool, and something you may not have seen before. Today, I think, is no different. February 2023. This is February 1991 Action Pursuit Games magazine. We open it up, and we have an ad from PMI, Pursuit Marketing, Inc., and they are marketing... New paintballs from R.P. Shear. They've partnered with R.P. Shear at this time. R.P. Shear was an encapsulating company. They R.P. Shear was making paintballs for PMI. Big push on the Sheridan rifle, PMI two, and um, that is something different. The PMI one. So pretty cool. We'll flip the page. Look who's advertising for I and I Sports. Dave Youngblood. Uh, player of the year in 1990. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, Dave Youngblood is Dave Youngblood Enterprises, which is 
die paintball. Kind of cool. Get some huge savings. Look at some of the things they're selling. Ah, the legendary flex hones. Some different pods. Squeegees, squeegees were starting to be marketed. Different brands. And of course, the view loader had come on to the paintball scene. Different sites. We know about the six pack. Some different Tipmans, SMG60, some other shooters there. The JT anti ambush hood, really the first um, soft protection for your ears that worked perfectly with the JT whippersnapper goggles. Gray Ghost is being advertised by Lapco. We'll flip along a little bit. A fake Kevlar helmet, that was the bump helmet of. Uh, 1991 and around that era the nightmare ninja Woo! did it work who knows um aldo was also selling his own paintballs at the time a bolt for your bushmaster line si the barracuda semi-automatic genos in the water walking around uh direct connect moving into the industry as well and the Barracuda, the semi-automatic that truly didn't work. Paintball Game Supplies was a distributor in Rochester, New York. Uh, they were pretty big at the time. Look at the loader, loader they came with. The JT Whippersnapper at the time was $34. PMI 1 with direct feed uh, was $159. SMG, 60, SMG 68, $389. The King Cobra was being marketed again by our friends at uh, Brass Eagle as well. You can see he's wearing UVEX goggles. Pretty crazy, we'll flip it over. Uh, hot shots, I mean, more Brass Eagle was a major contributing to, contributor advertiser to um, uh, Action Pursuit Games. We're gonna flip over to here. The Nelspot Challenger, uh, uh, they, Nelson Paintball Company, after the 007, they came out with a Challenger, which was a pump gun. Look at this, whippersnapper, second generation because the lens is locked in. The first ones used uh, cable ties. The JT logo still had uh, been the same. And of course, we look for uh, some of your different distributors. Who is the distributor of um, JT goggles? Oh, Flag Raiders in Ontario, Canada, same phone number. Pretty amazing. And the RAM, and we're just gonna switch to, oh, look at this. California Magnum, what a great paintball. And Tipman, PMI, and Tipman advertising. So there you go. So right now, thanks for watching from the vault and we'll see you next time. Pew, pew. That was, sorry, I, my apologies for having such, such a long uh, vault. But I actually, I pulled that, I was looking for something yesterday. I pulled the magazine out of a box yesterday and um, I sat down tonight before I did, or today before I did the vault. And I went through it, and I, it was you know really neat when you th think about. That was February 1991. I said, I was sitting with my wife, and I said, that's 20 years ago, and she said, no, it's not. And I said, what do you mean? She <laughs> said, it's 31 years ago. <laughs> but so that's if, if you think about that, like that's 31 years ago. Last two years ago, we held the or last year we held the 40th birthday party for paintball. So paintball was nine years that was sort of nine years in the paintball action pursuit games was really one of the only magazines out websites really hadn't come into their own yet and everyone was still doing mail order and mail order with catalogs so every month when you got the action pursuit games from wherever you got it whether you got it in the mail or whether you went to the local bookstore or the variety store you got your magazine you, you look through to see what new products were out and it was the only magazine that Joe didn't have to step on his tippy toes to get off the shelf. That's right. And, 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 <laughs> and, unwrap, and unwrap it every month yeah. that had good articles and good stories. Frank, Frank Connell in the live chat asked or said a question. It's a bold statement. He said, Brass Eagle markers never worked. What Brass, would you say to that? I, I, I kind of, the Brass Eagle, Co King Cobra worked, the Nightmare later on they worked the first generation didn't work the barracuda didn't work i remember being at rld games which was a survival game franchise in the late 80s and there's a team called the terminators and they were using um nell spots and then they were using bushmasters and they had a bunch of brass eagle semi-automatic 
I don't know if it was production or prototypes, but those things wouldn't wouldn't shoot. And I had one of the first 68 specials in Canada, and it only had a seven ounce siphon tank, so you got about 200 shots, 150 shots out of it. And I had an 80 round view loader on top, but that thing just just shot paint, and it, it was it was a fun time. But yeah, the the brass eagles really didn't work. But think, but much go, like today, much like today. <laughs> but think you saw all the pages, and I didn't even hit on every brass eagle ad. But every every month, brass eagle would take eight or nine or ten full pages of advertising in action pursuit games to sell their product before spider did before spider did <laughs> but if you think that if every city that got an action pursuit games that somebody in that city or that store bought one of their brass eagle markers that would be hundreds and fat or you know thousands of brass eagle markers that were sold that you know you didn't have to sell a billion of them you just sold. they didn't even have to work they didn't have to work you could just sell one and they would yeah. be amazing but that's kind of neat but then you know look at all the retailers now we have you know we have some small stores that are still around we have ans which is you know the big online but back then you had direct connect you had paintball game supplies you had i and i sports no this predates national mm, yeah that's true um direct um, PMI um, was just dealer, but Direct Connect was David Freeman. And if the, remember the first page um, with the girl where we opened up, where they had the PMI rifle and the PMI two and the PMI one. That was that was Tracy West, and she ended up marrying David Freeman from Direct Connect, and and he also was a partner in PMI with Jeff Perlmutter. But that then we sh- then we looked at the PMI ad where they had the RP Shear, and that's when they just. PMI just started getting RP Shear to encapsulate their paintballs. This is, you know, we're, we're kind of getting out of the time when, you know, Nelson was the only game in town and PMI started, then, and then um, uh, Cal Mag came onto the scene, but it's it's pretty great. And this this was a, you know, a, a, an era of, you know, we went from UVEC safety glasses, which were still being advertised in many of those ads to the JT whippersnapper and we were sort of getting into you know masks coming out with ear protection and cheek protection but before that we were all just wearing goggles and painting our faces with cam sticks so it's you know it was a it was a real uh, evolutionary period in in paintball when you think about it and I, you know yeah. it's been a real it's been a great great ride and I'll never make it into the Paintball Hall of Fame because I'm a Canadian. But anyway, that's that. <laughs> Elliot Darnot brings up 888 Paintball. I remember those ads too. Maybe not be that far back, but I do remember that. Um, and, and here's a question I was going to... like The APG and, and all these magazines we're talking about, we keep saying it'd be nice to have them to come back. But here's the question. Yeah, and, and think about this honestly. If APG, let's say, went back to reprint and, and you could go to Chapters or Indigo and buy a copy or your local bookstore, would you? And I ask this because I have a friend of mine who owns a hair salon, and we were talking about how he used to stock his store with Maxim Magazine and FHM and all the hip, cool magazines for men. And um, he says he can't remember the last time he bought them. And like he used to spend thousands of dollars a year on these magazines. He goes, but the second that someone got their first iPhone, from that point on, no one would touch his magazines. So my question is, when you go to the bathroom, would you bring a magazine with you or would you rather have your phone? If you're sitting somewhere waiting for something, would you have a magazine or would something you again grab TikTok on your, and watch it on your phone? Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the time and place for magazine almost doesn't exist anymore because it's been filled with your phone. Gavin said, yes, I would buy them monthly. George Hayes said he would subscribe. You know what? I would. I don't think. I think I would keep my my phone for doing you know those things. But I think you know when you're sitting on the couch instead of flipping through your phone, it'd be nice to be able to look at a a mag look at a magazine yeah. again. I think with a magazine back when magazines were a thing, that's where you got your information from. The internet was okay, but magazines were, and you'd look at back to front, and you'd wa- you'd read it more than once. Now. If I get a magazine in the mail, I don't even bother looking at it. Now, granted, it's not a paintball magazine, 
and and I if I had a paintball magazine, I would definitely look through it. But that'd be it. It'd be a one and done. Back we used to wear those things out because there was nothing else to do. You'd be sitting at work waiting for the next customer to come in and you're bored you open up a magazine you start flipping through even though you've looked at it 10 times i remember being um a student at a small midwestern university in the science lab one night just kidding oh that's (laughs) the wrong story from the wrong forum yeah um only person will get that is jeff thompson elliot darno says we have paintball.media now yep their online magazine is awesome and again you kind of read it on your phone and uh, dylan says uh, i read uh, I read Bassmaster magazine and old paintball threads. That's a real yeah. fish story. Um, also, I was just going to say something. Also, in that ad, in that magazine, there was an ad for um, what was the um, shit? Not Soldier of Fortune. What was the, the company that I did that that had the mail order all the military stuff? The Brides? U.S. Cavalry. There was an ad in there for U.S. Cavalry, and they were mail order. This this you know this mag nineteen ninety one era predates predates um the internet which yeah. goes back to another story which i'll share with you right now because gavin's not is here. it the story about how you were in a mail order magazine and no, you were I, in you, your you, cut off jean shorts and your you could see yeah, my daisy dukes <laughs> you could you could see where i used to be a hand model as well when i was flipping through the pages but anyway it takes i, I told this story um at 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 Chicopee the other day that when I had Jeremy who was working for us and he was like a, a 12 or a 13 year old kid but he was a computer wizard and he came to me one day and he said Joe you need one of these and I said one of these what he goes you need a website I said a what he said a website and I said what's that for and he said well you know people will be able to go onto their computer they'll type your address of the, of the name of your business and they'll be able to look at it. It's like a brochure online. I go, no. So he ended up building Flag Raiders a web, a website. And if you go back on that that web that uh, website way back machine or way back in time, you can see one of the original Flag Raiders websites that he built. And he had a GIF, and it was the Flag Raiders ball, which we've all seen, going across the screen. And then it would stop, and then it would splat with the flag raider splat. It was pretty cool. Now he's like a senior programmer working for Microsoft in in Seattle. But you know, he built a website. He took pictures, put up all the copy, and we had a website long before anybody else, you know, in the industry did. What and year was that? It was it was early '90s, '91, maybe '90. We should have had a MySpace account as well, which we did. But we, laugh, laugh if you will, but that would have been... That's how Dane Cook got so popular so yeah. fast. He was one of the first on MySpace as a comedian and had created a good following for himself. That, you know, that, that's, you know, this, these are, you know, that era of 1991, 92, that's, that's a good era in paintball. There was leaps and bounds of growth. Not that what we're experiencing now isn't growth, but the whole industry, you know, it, it started off in, in the early 80s and it kind of went 81 it was like this then it went up like this like this giant curve and it you know recently plateaued then then we obviously there was another leap when uh planet eclipse came out with this gem the emg 100 mag fed hopper fed magnificent shooter like but now you know now the industry is looking for new things now Falcon has the electronic uh, battery operated shooter which is coming which you know probably has some of the same technology as we've seen in airsoft for you know decades where you know you a battery powers the piston and it produces the air that shoots the BB out which is probably really quite similar to what's being done with the new Falcon um, marker as well so um, yeah it's it's yeah. a great time so if you get a chance to look at an old action pursuit um, magazine or splat or um, whatever even before faithful magazine you have to go back to the early days of action pursuit games just to really see the evolution and it's neat looking at it the old images the old pictures and you know what was what was newsworthy and what wasn't and speedball you know where guys were hiding behind spools or behind tires and it, there wasn't really any inflatables per se so you know the this the industry's come you know leaps and bounds and we should all you know it's been a great ride for a lot of us yeah. hey dylan in the live chat says behind the bunker would be in my top eight i'm glad we made his top eight Bonchick wants to know uh, how are the podcast numbers would rather me watch here or watch later in the podcast 
here's what it is, Blanchick. I like all the all of you that watch live and interact with us. It makes the show for us. There are thousands of you guys that listen to our podcast, download them every week, and and we see them being played on Google and and everywhere else. And it's awesome, but we never get a chance to uh, interact with you guys. You know, if you ever want to reach out, send us your comments, send it through social media. We're on every platform. If you're old school, send it to show at behindthebunker.com. We'd love to hear from you if you have suggestions, comments, concerns. Um, Yeah, but in, in answer to your question... Either or, uh, the nice thing is if you're uh, listening to our podcast, you can do other things. You can be working, you can be doing things. If you're watching us on Facebook, you're kind of committed while you're here. So we do appreciate all of you guys that are watching us live. Um, yeah, and I don't like Ryan McGee. I, I, I would prefer him, if anyone in the live chat could listen to the podcast, if he could just go ahead and download it and sign out now would be great. Um, yeah, so why don't we get to tonight's topic uh, at hand, and uh, maybe before we do that, we'll get into one other thing. Uh, can I tell you guys about Planet Eclipse? Did you know that every game bunker or gunfight has a story, and now it is time to pull the trigger on a Planet Eclipse product? Whether you're storming the beach or landing the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Planet Eclipse, creators of those happy endings. Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smokes gives you the cover. Color in contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Air ups. Inflatables designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent. Nothing can beat air ups. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, or multiple color and print options. Don't let your game or games be deflated. Get air ups. Ruthless. No, no, that's mine. Well, are you going to read it or just look <laughs> well, at it? I was waiting for the picture. <laughs> Rome was not built in a day, but you sure can look good while doing it. Ruthless now offers fully sublimated team packages, everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your order. Exalt, often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. Tournament ready, battle-proofing, available worldwide. Worldwide. DLX Technologies, inspired by the best DLX, has created the new benchmark and high-performance markers with a TM40. The evolution continues now. Light, sleek, and fast. The TM40, only available from DLX. DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you are sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go, day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off at ride509.com. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Uh, Mark in the live chat says, did Planet Eclipse get sold yet or just rumors? I can confirm that I bought them. I can't tell you how much I paid for it, but, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a nasty rumor going on around a little while ago. I have not heard anything, uh, I have not heard anything about that, whether it's happened or not happened, but, uh, yeah. So clearly nothing has happened. I would say, I would say. Clearly. All right, so again, tonight's topic, guys, we're going to start watching your comments in the live chat. I, I apologize, a few of you have already posted. Uh, we'll have to go back and have a look, but we want to know, is it actually that important to have Olympics or paintball into the Olympics? Uh, JT says, oh God, they've been talking about that since I started playing paintball in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah. I'm on to side. I'd like to hear what you guys think tonight and... Uh, Steve Abar said, no, it's more important to get flaggers back open. I think the initial media coverage would have a positive impact if there isn't. But if there isn't any place to go to experience the sport, it won't matter. Moto Mommy Slumdog thinks, I think it should be in the X Games. Hmm. Uh, Ah. Archie Emmons says, uh, when are we getting kraut flavored scratch and sniff behind the bunker stickers? They're coming. We just can't get the essence of kraut. Right now, it smells too much like pickle in Josh's beard. So, we're working on it. You haven't got the flavoring right? We haven't got the flavoring right. Um, And I don't like having to spit out beard hairs every once in a while. Frank Connell says it's not going to happen. Uh, Dylan says too many cheats. You don't think anyone in the Olympic cheats? 
Um, Eli Booth, not even the X game, wants it. And then Greg Gilmore, not solely based on physical capabilities. Imagine a marker going down in the Olympics. It would never, ever happen. The sport included as an Olympic sport ever. People think it's just cool. I love paintball to see how it worked. But there's there's the decathlon, and they use cross-country skis, and they use yep. rifles, and then... Yep. There's there's other thing and, and look if you look at kayaking now they have skateboarding is is a is skateboarding or cycling or anything any different than using a paintball marker that's that's their vehicle of propulsion yeah. or their tool what's the difference with paintball but the only way to get paintball in the Olympics I believe I made a post you need to have it, it recognize the same sport and the same rules then have consistency in like 45 countries or or something like that um yeah. we would just have to get we don't have even standardized rules right now nxl is the closest we have to it but even they vary between some of the uh, some some of the other leagues feeding into it um i'm going to take one step back before we go one step forward john jones says the planet eclipse rumor was started by a YouTuber trying to get views. John Jones, for those of you who don't, don't know, he is part of the catering crew at Planet Eclipse. He brings in their chickens and whatnot, so he would probably have a good insight on that. And some of the chickens don't make it in, they just go in the ditch. <laughs> Poor John. Poor John. Um, John, we love you. Happy Holton says, as a paintball guy for 35 plus years, the Olympics are a are for globalists. I would rather see the vast sums of money for the Olympic bid spread around for newbie incentives. Here, here. I like that one. But if it was if it was televised, if, if paintball or a variation of it was televised internationally and opened up to broader markets and made to appear to be more mainstream, would it not bring more people that want to try it at a grassroots level. Garvin Sharma in the live chat, that name sounds familiar, says, it comes down to butts and seats. Paintball would never fill a stadium. We need bigger people then. But I think I think you're right. I don't... I mean, I know cornhole tournaments are on TV. I know darts are on TV. And I know paint drawing is on TV. But paintball, I, I don't know that people would... I don't know that the masses would watch it. I think it's too confusing of a sport. Greg, um, Greg Muller made a comment. No, not only isn't it important enough to get in the Olympics, EMP, ESPN considers cornhole more marketable. Interesting story. He said he was escorting Penny Marshall and Dick Clark when they were shopping, when they were shopping paintball at World Cup 2002. They were they were watching the expo field and witnessed an act. And Miss Marshall stated, "Why are we here?" Why would I pay for this? Are you crap? And Mr. Clark said, replied out, so they drove away. But that were they the were they the two, the the correct two e not even e celebrities at nineteen two thousand two. There wasn't an internet. Were they the right people to have observing, you know, paintball? Really, Dick Clark in two thousand two was still well, hundred. Okay, so let's look at it this way. Paintball still isn't where I think it would need to be in the Olympics. Let's argue for a second that NXL is the format that people are choosing to put in the Olympics because it's it's easily televised and it's a little easier to see what's going on. The problem is it it has more than one you know center of attention. There's not one ball or one thing to track. It's five on five, and and you you could you I don't think you could you could properly televise it. It doesn't have statistics. You can't tell who eliminated who. You don't know, uh, you know what I mean? Like you can't say, okay, well, this athlete here is eliminated X amount. This is, you know, like in baseball, here's his batting average. You know, here's his RBIs. Here's this, that. With, with paintball, there is no way to tell right now how, you know, any of those stats. So right now it's hard to follow paintball and you're sort of just taking what's happening at, 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 at best because it's, Yeah. Uh, Frank Carlos says X-Ball ruined paintball. I agree, but it also was super fun. <laughs> I, I, did, I did enjoy that. Um, also, you know, when we're talking about guns and stuff, paintball, you know, people will turn up their nose because it is a paintball gun. I get that. And yes, there is a gun in, 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 in the Olympics already, but it's different. It's like a, it's like a run and shoot. It's not at people. It's at targets. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know that you'd, 
you'd ever get it. I would love to see it in the Olympics just for the sheer sake of promotion, but I don't think the industry can afford it. I, I well, that's what Bearded Ninja Paintball also thought. They said that uh, I think it's a way of really getting it to be on the world stage, getting countries where it's not promoted or rather prominent to get more involved. Yeah. Just as a marketing tool, really. And you're right. Like not every country even allows paintball. Look at Australia and their tight rules. And there are other countries that don't allow paintball. So how can they compete on a national Olympic? That That's true. You know, um, I mean, Jamaica was able to pull off the bobsled team, but I don't if you if your country doesn't allow paintball, how are you going to practice? How are you going to compete? How are you going to? Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah, I, I don't know. We were talking about this the other day while we were watching the Super Bowl about how much the Olympics actually cost the cities and cost people, um, and and how there are now countries that don't even want it because the amount that that it's costing. I think the Olympics is no longer what it used to be as the preeminent thing not a lot of people are watching it as much anymore and i mean i watched the stats if someone says hey canada won a gold medal in something i'd be interested for a minute but at the end of the day that's all i'm looking for is the headlines um john jones says what about drug testing yeah what about it yeah well yeah. man, they don't need that uh jesse in the live chat says would it be would be difficult uh but different color paint for every player that to track hits. Again, I, I I've said this before. I equate it to the old Top Golf place where you go and play golf. Um, each ball has a microchip, so when you when you when you shoot it, or not shoot it when you when you hit the ball, you know where it lands and you get scored upon it. But you're talking about microchips in you know what are you shooting? Maybe a hundred golf balls over the course of the day, where you know paintball. You're shooting thousands and thousands, so the expense would be would be crazy. But uh, yeah. Devin Swartz says, "No, it's more important that BTV viewers get their long-awaited tiger stripe hoodies." Then <laughs> Steven uh, Steinhelper said, "Devin, I agree with you." And then Devin said, "See Joe Todd Gavin, give the people what they want." So I saw that comment this week, and I looked on the website. The tiger stripe hoodies are now back in stock. Maybe what I'll do is I'll try to find out what the cost is going to be, and uh, we'll put a poll up, let you guys have a chance to to get yourself one, and we'll offer a couple different variations. And what we'll do is we'll we'll place an order. Uh, once you got, we'll give you guys a deadline. We'll give you a month. Uh, once all the orders are in, then we'll place that order and get it shipped out as soon as it's in. Um, and then we'll find the next paintball unicorn behind the bunker item that we'll swag in front of everybody and have them in limited quantities. Because I do like having the tiger stripe hoodie over everybody's head. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'm just reading through all of your comments, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Big Big Ross Rooster R and YouTube also said each player of the team has to have a different color paint. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's tough. What about ultimate uh, tag? Do you ever see that on ESPN? Mm-hmm. My God, it's goofy, but I mean, people watch it because it's simple to follow and it's entertaining. So, a, a friend of the show, <laughs> I enjoy it. The gentleman that runs the OPL, Derek Welts, he and um, I can't remember the guy's name from Style Supply. What was his name? Eric Eric Wunsch. They were part and parcel with Taser Ball. Oh, God. So if you guys remember that, it was one central ball. They were in like a hockey-sized arena that had turf, and their goal was to take this ball to a net. But in the meantime, if you held a ball, um, each athlete has a taser. So you could be tased. So the whole point is to hold that ball until someone gets too close to you, then throw it to your 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 teammate so you don't get tased. And if you do, well, you know, you're dropping the ball anyways. But that they did that and uh, put that together for TV to pick up and unfortunately it didn't happen, but if you want to if you want to have a lark, go t- uh, search up Taser Ball on YouTube and Taser the video ball. the video is still there for sure. Jeff Thompson said, I think it's more important to find a podcast that asks relevant questions. Yeah, I like that. I thought that was great. <laughs> Thomas Dylan Kai says, Thomas Taylor used to play Taser Ball. 
Yeah, I remember seeing that mohawk bob around on the field. So that was back in 2000, February of 2012, when the ultimate taser ball came out. Lots of good things happened in February. And I'm just trying to think. It's so 4.5 million people saw just that video, and there's a couple different variations of it. So, again, ultimate taser ball. If you guys want to search that one out, uh, Thomas Taylor was in it too. Yeah, good call, Dylan. I forgot about that. <laughs> Who else was in it? I think Thomas Taylor was in it. Oh, did someone say it already? Yeah. Sorry, I wasn't. I wasn't paying attention. All right. Um, and the other th- the other question is if paintball was to make it on the air what would you rather see would you rather watch paintball speedball rather or would you rather watch you know guys clearing like cqb would you rather watch you know people running through forested areas and stuff and actually using like comms to 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 communicate i mean either way you're you'd never be able to televise it but still a good question to ask it would be difficult to televise because the if paint strikes one of the cameras that's that's a mess right Elliot there. Elliot Darno says mounds. I like mounds. And then um, Dan and Hardy says American Gladiator should have paintball. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, bring back dueling using paintball guns as big roster are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I, I mean, it, it'd be great to have the, you know paintball in the olympics for the for for the promotion but i don't know i i think you know we should be shooting for different things like having it in tv and movies and in in regular culture well represented in popular culture yeah yeah all right well why don't we move on ladies and gentlemen thank you for all of your uh yeah jeff thompson says mounds would be fun but bush is better so Mm. greg muller said the running man format There we go. All right. Well, why don't we move on, ladies and gentlemen? Um, we are. We don't have Gavin Sharma. Thank God. He's we don't have mine. Josh. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's watching. I should watch what I say. Um, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a little uh, Price is Right between Matt and Joe. Yikes. But we need you guys at home to help out. So we want to see your bids in both the live YouTube chat and the live Facebook chat. You guys can play along, and we'll see who wins this. There is no prizes, unfortunately. I thought we were um, playing for the EMF. We can't do that till we have everyone in the studio. Uh, but maybe we'll have a maybe we'll have like a lightning round night or a something night where we we give away the. So for those of you that are just tuning in, as you can see right here, we have a beautiful Planet Eclipse EMF 100 loaded up with mags and um, a PWR stock, as well as we have um, a shaft SG6 system. Sorry, SG3 system. That we're gonna use that with this gun. Rifle. That is that it's is been a, a it's phenomenal. It's a pretty yeah. pretty fancy thing. Gavin thinks he's gonna win tonight, but I I, I don't well, know. I don't even think I'm gonna play. <laughs> then that, then Shouldn't he be pay, be paying attention as to to what he's doing on the other side of that computer? Ah. Gavin's here because Josh's podcast has no viewers, so he just came up <laughs> with this one. <laughs> Take that, you guys. No, one cares no Gavin's here as a spy. He's trying to watch our content, and then they're going to pump some of it out on the Krautcast. The Krautcast. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, first up for bid, and this is U.S. dollars. Back to U.S. dollars Whoa. this week. Brand new mint condition C3, which was a, for those of you that don't know, a propane-powered pump marker. So you would screw in one of the green little Coleman butane or gas propane whatever they are that you would have in your camp stove into the back of this and when you push the trigger you'd hear the little barbecue lighter uh, but it would light the gas and send it on its way um jeff thompson says rifled the armson barrels i have one of those this this c3 has a plastic barrel if memory serves Jeff Thompson's going to start the bids at 450. Mark says 250. Jason Mullins 350. Gavin Sharma says 300. Pamela 550. George Hay 175. Frank Connell 200 bucks. Big Roaster R in the live chat says flame balls. <laughs> All right, um, Joe, let's get you to start. Um, I'm going to say 360 dollars. 360 bucks. Matt, what are you thinking? That's a tough one. That's a unique item. Gregorian Muller says 325. See what they did to the Gregorian Falcon? I think so. Scribner says 275. 
McGee says two fifty. I'm gonna say four and a quarter, four twenty-five. Whoa! All right, I'm gonna say you guys better pick up your socks and bid a little lower. Womp womp. Wow! Mm-hmm. What was the lowest bid? Uh, Joe with three sixty. Yeah, so let's go under three sixty. I would say someone in the live chat that I actually spoke their name and bid are within ten dollars. Jesse Carabas one hundred one. Big Rooster R369 and Logan I'm Bernard gonna, 350. I'm going to go 250 bucks. 250 bucks. 175. 175. All right, bidding is closed on this. Gregorian Muller at 325 got the closest. It was 315. Oh. 315. Wow. Although Greg did go over. I guess that's me saying you suck, Greg. No, so that's not very nice. <laughs> insulting our audience. Yeah, where no one's gonna watch. Yeah, but I don't want Greg watching again. Yes, you do. All right, let's fix this picture. There we go. Okay, Karma Tech. Karma Tech. Sar twelve C. Semi-auto paintball sniper marker gun. <laughs> they sure certainly covered Is that it basis. Painted? Did they paint it? Or are they all available in olive green? Yeah. Um, who said that? Jeff Thompson says Gavin won. Gavin has to be in studio to actually win. His <laughs> his bids, he keeps editing his bids because you can edit your co- your comments here, apparently. All right. Uh, who got that one, Matt? Joseph. Oh, Joe did? Okay. So, Joe, what are you thinking? Um, wow, look at the bids. $800,000, bucks, twelve fifty, eleven fifty. Well, they retailed for, what, like 12 something They're like bolt action, aren't they? That one looks like it has a mock suppressor. Big Rooster's putting in a dollar. Um, I'm gonna go with six seventy-five. I think I really don't know. Okay. I've never really contemplated even owning one of those. I would like to try one, but I don't think I would want to own one. Like that's just too much to take out into the field. I, it is. I've often thought it'd be kind of neat if I. I think I have a spider hammer somewhere. It'd be neat to get a long barrel, then buy like one of those Magpul Remington. Uh, model 700 stocks and then make a proper bolt action gun for it just to have because I think that would be kind of neat but I don't and I I think that could be done much less or even buy an old air buy a brand new airsoft model 700 and take the stock off and do some modifying and drop it in yeah I will admit this gun is very pretty like it is gorgeous I'd love to love to have it I just can't see me walking onto a paintball field and trying to go into a firefight with it. It's not my playing style. I gr- granted, if you like that sort of thing and you like slow methodical paintball, great. I just like to be up front, and I think that just is an impractical gun. But Isn't again, it's, that thing like four feet long. That's pretty long. Yeah, I, that's an estimate. I remember them being very big. That's what she said. So, Joe, what are you bidding on this? Didn't bid I bid? 675. 675. Okay, Matt, what are you thinking? I'm going to say 750. 675, 750. All right, I'm just looking through here. A lot of you guys are fairly close. Um, Gavin Sharma's thinking 1000 bucks. He is uh, not, not close, unfortunately. All right, I'm not seeing anybody that got there. Ryan McGee's pretty close at 1450. This sold for eighteen hundred dollars. Wow. What did you say, Matt? 750. And then you got it. Hurrah. Hey, Ryan, you just posted CCM has an M40 rifle. Can you send me a link or a picture? You're $1,000 and 50 off, and you still won that. That's crazy. $1,800? Uh-huh. Within the rules. All right, speaking of Hammer 7, I pulled this one out for you. Hammer oh. 7 with five First Strike magazines. Wow. Wow, wow that it's five First Strike magazines? Or? I just that it's that. Um, it's pretty nice. I, I don't know if I even own one. I think I have one in the box. I don't know. Roger Weiber saying seven hundred, and Rob Burnett says seven twenty-five. For this, for the, I'm, I'm hoping that the chat's slow, and I hope that's for the previous. George Hay, okay, there we go. So George Hay saying four fifty for the Hammer Seven. Aaron Peters five fifty. So they're they're still they're still quite high. Mm-hmm. Stone beast. John to call Jones four fifty. Dan and Hardy like that's. Yeah, they're still like in your. Wow, Mark D, Mark eight sixty. Greg, those, Greg said two ten. Were those magazines proprietary? They were spider only. Okay, yeah. but they would work on the spider 
There's a there was a spider MR or something that was mag, yes, but they had yes, a mechanical yes. one MR5, and an ele- I think. and an electronic one. Those mags worked in there as well. Yeah. Gavin said 500. Frank Connell said 400. Greg said 275. Pamela Ewell says $50 plus an ion. <laughs> Devin Swartz says I would take it. $100 in a BTB Tiger Stripe hoodie. Just kidding. Joe, I, what are you doing? I invented bidding? that. Um, you, are you, did, are you no, calling you, him on his stall tactics? No, you you have to go first because <laughs> I, I I wrote it down. I was waiting for a. <laughs> but you won last time. I did. So I'm bidding three hundred and thirty dollars. Really? I'm gonna. I think. I, oh, you might be. You, you might have something there. I don't want to go like three hundred and fifteen, but I'm gonna go to. <laughs> I'm gonna say two eighty five. Okay. I'm gonna let you guys know you need to go lower. Oh my! And someone in the live chat got within ten dollars. Oh, Greg Muller again at two fifteen. I bet. Um, go, Matt. Hundred and fifty. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Two ten. Two ten. All right. Um, Gregorian Muller says two ten. Same with Joe. No, Greg said two fifteen. I see two ten. Oh. And this sold for two hundred and twenty-eight dollars. Oh. Ah. Uh huh. That, wow. that Greg Muller, I tell you. What what were they what were they when they first when they came out? They weren't that expensive. They were less than three, I thought. Yeah, two to three hundred sounds right. Yeah. Does anyone know? They they came out, didn't move, and the price dropped right away. And yeah. then they stayed low. And then they they discontinued them and now they're one of the highly sought after customizable marker bo- uh, platforms. You think they should bring it out again? No, we'll have to wait fourteen years. Let's try let's try one more here. Um there we go. Ooh. Yeah. So this is the ad reads as a Tipman Custom 98 marker with a Lapco knob and magazine. I think you'd look like a knob with this. What knob? What does that mean? I think bolt. Is it a bolt? Oh, yeah. See the bolt? Oh, okay. Yes, I see it. But is it an actual... It, that's an let's, airsoft mag, no? Let's not be a knob. I don't know. I think I, it's an I, airsoft I, mag. There's There's bullets in it. It certainly gives the gun character. But when you go up to the counter and ask for more bullets, <laughs> you're not going to be far off. Then they're going to give you a fake mag with bullets in it, yeah. and you go, thank you very much. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Um, all right, so let's clear the board here. We're going to start with George Hay at $85 and Mark Eddy at $180. Mark, or sorry, Frank Connell, $150. Um, who won that one? Joe. And what's the score right now? Joe is beating me two to one. Two to one. Okay. Uh, Ryan McGee says, Joe, they did. The first strike scout is essentially a hammer seven internally. Oh. Uh, Garvin J. Sharma says 150. And George Hay says, fake Meg. <laughs> Greg Muller, 155. Pamela Ewell, 260. Okay. Um, I'm I think Greg s- Muller's been the superstar of the he, prices right he's tonight. He's pretty bang on with his answers. Um, I'm going to say... $135. Also, on an unrelated note, Greg Muller has the largest collection of useless markers out there that he bought on eBay. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's doing so well. Um, sorry, you said 180 Did He I? said 135 135, 135? Nice I'm going to say $85. Okay. Uh, let's go back and see here. Randolph Peace is 200 Jason Mullins, 75 bucks. Happy Holton, 85 and uh, Jason Charlson says, no price, just gift it. <laughs> Greg Muller says 155. He's off a little over, but uh, this sold for $139. Oh, what did I say? On. 135. Oh, <laughs> well, you won. I did, but yeah. that was pretty good. I, that was very good. Yeah. Wouldn't that suck if you were like, yeah, a dollar, a dollar over. over or something? Yeah. And Zuby won? <laughs> <laughs> so now it's three to one. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get you a chance to get back on the board, Matt, and then we'll uh, we'll finish this up. Brass Eagle Paintball, Model sixty eight. Oh, that's the that's the era of um, when they were in. Bentonville, Frank Connell's going to want to buy this. He's a big fan of the Brass Eagles. He's like their poster boy. Oh, look <laughs> at their mags. Oh man! But this is all. You know, this was all like early mag fed paintball stuff as much as we mock it at least somebody at least somebody tried to make you know tried to make a marker that you know thank 
you know, where's everyone's innovation nowadays? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like people were coming out like... Well, some people have been able to shave two ounces off a paintball marker, and that's good. And <laughs> new new special anodizing and co-molding. Co-molding. That like, was the, a pretty the, big d- thing. Remember the DMC, the dye DMC that was co-molded plastic? Was abomination. Uh-huh. It was an abomination. But it was like, it was... It was co-molded. It was like cutting edge. It was, you know, was it ahead of its time? No, but it was. It was a neat concept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now they just got die has to find two more materials that nobody wants in their guns and <laughs> puts it on there. Yeah. All right. So let's have a look here. George Hay and Gavin Sharma got together and came up sixty-five dollars for a bid. Jeff Thompson seven bucks. John Jones ninety. Greg Muller fifty-two dollars. Jason Charlton, fifty-five. Phil Evans, seventy-five dollars. What do you guys think? It's kind of neat. Um, I'm gonna go eighty-five bucks. I wouldn't mind having that in my collection. I'd never use it, but it'd be nice to have well, it in my collection. Work, but that's right. You could take it out of your holster and go bang, bang, <laughs> bang, and then people would fall down. Play cowboys he's, and Indians with he's it. He's peppering me, and you could throw it at Gavin <laughs> for kicking people's hoppers off. So, <laughs> you, all you'd have to just say, "I shot you," and you'd be like. You know what? You had the audacity to come up with a brass eagle. I'll, I'll walk out for you. That's fine. Frank Carlos is thirty-five dollars. I'm gonna bid sixty bucks. What did I say? Eighty-five. Okay. All right. Anyone want to change their answer now? So he wants to go lower? Nope. I'm not saying anything. I'm just. Does anyone want to change their answer? Are we good with this? Bill yes. Scrivener says one dollar. Frank Connell, 35. What do you want to change it to, Joe? I don't. I'm good. I'm ready okay. to go. You're good, Matt. Fine. I'll go to thirty-five dollars. <laughs> That's fine. I just wanted Matt to get a chance. This sold for one twenty nine. <laughs> well, good for the seller. Yeah. Good, good for the guy in the tiger stripe hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that I get because by default I get the um, EMG one hundred as a prize. <laughs> no, unfortunately, because uh, not all the contestants are here, Joe wins tonight. A weed whacker. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here's what we're going to do. For those of you watching us on Facebook, we're going to say farewell. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, you continue to stay there because we're going to continue to broadcast live over there and record our after show for our podcast. If you guys uh, haven't checked out our podcast, you can find it anywhere you get your better podcast from iTunes, Google Play, Amazon, basically anywhere that has a podcast, you can find ours there. Um, Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight, watching, playing along with us, enjoying, sharing in our banter. Yeah. Thanks for everyone also that took the time to answer the question uh, that Todd um, posted in where Instagram, Facebook, wherever else. Yep. Um, we appreciate everyone. Likes, shares. And Frank Connell says, who the hell wouldn't have been a dumbass and paid 129 for that gun? <laughs> Good for you. So anyway, thanks for watching. We'll see everybody next Monday night. And we'll. Um... And if you're listening to us in our podcast, don't go anywhere. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also, follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. I don't know, 120 bucks for a paperweight? It's a yeah. little much for me. Yeah, that's... How much was that? $120? That's what it sold for. I, I don't think it's worth $120. I don't even know if we... I don't even know if I had one of those. I, didn't I don't we, think you'd I want one of those. I don't think so. I don't think we sold them in the store. But if you look at the wrapper, like the Brass Eagle packaging was just terrible. It was in a plastic little bag with a cardboard topper with two staples. It just... The presentation wasn't all that great. Maybe no. back in the late 80s, early 90s when the colors popped. But after that, like even their logo looks old and it old tired. And tired and does, doesn't my it? Renegade jersey came in a packaging just like that. Just a plastic bag with uh, cardboard stapled together to close it up. The thing is, I don't know why they put packaging over the Renegade fabric because it pretty much protected itself. It didn't yes. need any sort of packaging or anything like that. Yeah. It was very durable. Yeah. 
So there you go. So welcome to the after show, ladies and gentlemen. We usually just shoot shit about whatever. So not not always about paintball. So thank you guys for sticking it in. Uh, we do watch the stats on our podcast, and you guys do. Uh, thank you. I missed that. You sure did. We do watch uh, the stats on our podcast, and you guys are listening to the end of the show. So uh, we're obviously doing something right to keep you guys. Um. Yeah. Once you're in, you're in till the show's over. Then you then you finish up and you're. Li- whether then you're whether you're going to work and you're thinking why did I do that again? Yeah. But then you know you never. I think I don't know why you listen. You listen. No, it's, it's like dating that girl, right? That you know you don't want to be around, but yet you go out on another date with her and you're like, why did I do that? Like I don't need to be here. But right? we 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 do we do we do, we do appreciate it and we in, we enjoy the banter and, and we, you know it's like you're all in the studio with us and I think it it helps a lot with the. Facebook live chat and then the YouTube live chat and and everything. So you know it's yeah. it's, it's it's a good. It's, it's a like good Gavin Sharma is in the live YouTube chat. Is you know it's almost it's almost like he's still here even though he's boycotting the show and being on the crowdcast. Where is um, he? He says it's a wall hanger, Matt, not a paperweight. And he's referring <laughs> to the gun. Yeah, I know what he's talking about. Yeah, all that jive talk. <laughs> jive talk. Isn't that a song, Jive Talk? Maybe. Yeah. It is. Like, you know, we talked about that the Olympics earlier tonight, and I kind of was tiptoeing around it. I, I, A, I don't I, watch the Olympics, I, I, but I think the Olympics would be a waste of time for, the, for paintball in general. I think it puts too many eyes in front of paintball in the wrong light. I mean, I'd rather showcase paintball as the guys in the forest wearing jeans and a camouflaged rental jacket you know what i mean to me that's paintball and that's that's where where most of the world plays i like speedball i love the nxl i love what ghost sports does and how they present it to the world but as a one time hopefully soon time field owner i don't i i wish they would show the other side of paintball you know when you watch like the big bang theory had paintball on all the time and they showed like the woods ball scenario kind of field right and i liked that um you know, even Community and uh, any other sitcom that did paintball, they did more of the traditional style. So I appreciated uh, that. Not Community, but well, Community had it all over their college, right? All over their campus. I so I would, I wouldn't consider that traditional. Well, yeah, but that's CQB. That's in buildings. That's not behind bunkers with referees, and it's a stretch. I don't, well, they were shooting TIPXs. The BG's jive talking is 1975. Todd, mm, were you wow. born? In what year? Nineteen seven. Oh yeah, you were born in nineteen seventy-three. I was born in ninety-two. <laughs> you were born in seventy-three, <laughs> just before I got back from Nam. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, and as Gavin says, you know how many countries are even or could be competitive competition ready? The states, yeah. Canada. Uh, paintball Super Bowl commercial says Dan Hardy. So here, here's a here's a question, and I agree. I like I like that. But, okay, so in Canada, we can't watch... When we watch the Super Bowl, we don't get any of your fun U.S. commercials, right? We're watching on our network, so we don't see half them. I, I don't know if... And with now, you know, uh, Apple was streaming it last night. That's how I watched it. I wonder if you're paying for your, those ads, how many people are actually seeing them anymore? You used to have to tune into, you know, CTV or whatever the network was that had the Super Bowl, and that's what you watched well, on Fox, TV, Fox right? Fox is the only Fox was the only U.S. state um, network that was streaming it. So, if, if you, I mean, that was uh, broadcasting. So, if you were watching it online, then you would probably have to go into. But you could have watched it on TSN, Apple TV. Um, did Apple TV have Apple TV? That's how I a, watched it. Did it have it. American commercials? No, but I didn't set up a VPN. I'm sure I could have, and I, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention to be honest. I was more interested in the game. <laughs> no, you weren't. <laughs> I think he was. I think you don't even know the names of the teams that played. He knew yeah, it was one- the birds and the uh, arrowheads. It was yeah. the <laughs> yeah that's the, green, it. the green and the red guys. Yeah, I was cheering. I didn't have anybody to cheer for, but I did start cheering for the Kansas City when they lost the first touchdown. When I saw you lost, when the Rams took their first touchdown, it was the Eagles? Eagles, sorry, took the Green guys took their first touchdown. I was, okay, so I was saying to Joe tonight, I'm not a sports guy, I don't watch it, 
but I I got invested in the Super Bowl yesterday. Would I watch another football game again? Probably not, but I did enjoy it. And Joe and I went to a Leaf game a couple years ago, and I don't watch hockey. I don't understand all the rules. Like I don't get offside. Like I, I, I again, I don't watch it. But I got into it and I cheered for our team, and I, I do believe we won. Same thing. We went to a baseball game. It was like watching you know paint dry, but it was good. I got into it. But would I watch it on TV? Probably, probably no. not. So. A basketball game is supposed to be quite exciting. That That's I would say. I, I went and saw a Raptors game many years ago, and when the ball stopped bouncing and they blew the whistle and it was like a timeout or something happened, all of a sudden, like, cheerleaders would come out or or some other people would come out and start shooting T-shirts or people would dance. Like, there was never any stop to the entertainment that was happening. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. One thing, I, one sport I haven't gone to see is soccer. I'd, I'd like to go see a natural soccer game and... Yeah, they play in Toronto. Some somebody. in the MLS, yeah, at the Rico Coliseum, I believe. Uh, the Suave Coliseum, Rico Suave, yeah, hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> He's well known for his printers and computers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, we should probably wrap this up, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to get to uh, White Lotus tonight and watch a couple minutes of that. I'm enjoying that. As well as um, yeah, Todd's already watched the Blackbird. First- so who talked? Who talked about Blackbird? Someone talked about Blackbird last week, so I checked it out. It's good. What's it about? What um, platform? I don't know. Um, money, m- money's raining right now, so I have all platforms, man. I don't know what it is. Lottie dog. Yeah, no, I don't know. And it's um, so Blackbird guy gets sent to prison because he's he he's running guns and drugs, but he's a likable character. And another guy gets sent to prison. He's a serial killer, and uh, but this the serial killer gets sent to like a maximum security, like horrible, horrible prison. This guy is offered to it, they, oh, they yeah, they're, they're going to set one. yeah. So if you go so to this prison and get a confession, okay, well it's new to me. <laughs> so that's you, new. So we're we're two episodes, three episodes in right now, and I'm I'm enjoying it so far. So I binged that uh, like a month ago. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah. Second season better. I think they made a second season. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Is there only just one season? There? There's Correct. six episodes yeah. okay. of, of Blackbird. Yeah. So that's good. Uh, yes. Sorry. It's a one and done, isn't it? Correct. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. It yeah, follows yeah. the events of something that may or may not have happened. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Nice. Uh, all right. Well, why don't we uh, end this show here? Uh, thank you to Gavin Sharman and Josh Zubizabrikis. Good luck on your podcast. Hopefully Crowdcast goes well tonight. Uh, thank you to Joe for being on the show. Thanks uh, for having me. And we'll see everybody next week on Behind the Bunker. Have a safe week, everybody. Uh, follow Paintball News. Check out what's happening in the industry and what might be happening. And we'll see you then. And sorry about you last too. week's out. We crashed about five minutes before the end of the podcast. Oh, you missed a doozy at the end. But uh, sorry about that. Hopefully tonight uh, everything goes well. See you next week.